Welcome to God's Acre On The Go, a worship podcast of the Congregational Church of New Canaan in New Canaan, Connecticut. To learn about the life of our church, our in-person ministries, and the virtual connections and offerings available, please visit us at www.godsacre.org. Now, wherever you are, wherever you are going, we welcome you to worship. Church family, this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to God's Acre on the Go on this uh, Mother's Day. We're so grateful to have you tuning in wherever you happen to be, wherever you're traveling. We will be looking at a couple of texts that are interesting uh, connection points on Mother's Day. But before we do that, we're really uh, I'm delighted, frankly, to be able to share with you our own Jenny Dalba and Aram Chabanian singing, You Are My Hiding Place. So I invite you just to settle your hearts and minds and prepare yourself for worship. Whenever I am afraid 
So I'm going to do something a little bit different uh, today. Instead of reading the scripture up front, I'm going to share the scripture in uh, the body of the message. Uh, And I also want to share with you the sermon title. The sermon title this morning is Moms, You're Awesome. Moms, You're Awesome. Now, I I say that because this sermon is actually by request. Uh, Early on in the pandemic, I started visiting with church members. If you remember way back, uh, March, April, uh, May of 2020, I met with church members, those who were comfortable getting together in person, though we would gather outside. And what I wanted to do uh, was ask what they needed from the church during what we were starting to get a sense was going to be an extended and difficult season. I visited this one uh, couple, and again, we were meeting outside, uh, it was later May 2020, had a delightful conversation, and then the wife got up and went to tend to something inside the house, and the husband looked at me and said, Chapin, I'll let you know what you can do. And I I remember I leaned forward, ready to glean wisdom. Uh, He said, I I know that you're supposed to preach certain scriptures each Sunday, the lectionary and such, but, but when it's Mother's Day, could you just tell moms they're awesome? Hence the title of this sermon. And yes, moms are awesome. Now, let it be said, not everyone is a mother. I'm not a mom. But, but each of us has had a mother. And, and so we all know firsthand that being a mom is a remarkably heroic and extremely difficult job. Now, many of us have had rather complicated relationships with our moms, but, but there are plenty of others who can't imagine life without mom's guiding presence and loving embrace. Personally, for me over the years, I've been so moved watching my own mother-in-law, her devotion to Tammy and our kids. I'm stunned by the love that Tammy showers on our children. and, And I love seeing how Sam and Emma so love their mom. Now for me, growing up, well, let's just say I know that that's not everyone's experience. But even when relationships are tense, moms come through in some amazing ways. And and a mother's strength and devotion and faith can influence a family for generations. You do not want to get in between a mom's love and faithfulness and her kids. I'll never forget a a wintry night many, many years ago in Rochester, New York. Uh, As kids in the neighborhood I grew up in, one of our favorite pastimes was to hide in a ditch alongside uh, our road, Oak Leaf Lane, and we would pelt passing cars with snowballs. And we were doing this one night, and this station wagon suddenly slammed on its brakes, and Mr. Vandermeed jumped out. Okay, Mr. Vandermeed was the neighborhood hothead. He was a scary, larger-than-life guy. And I remember I stayed down in the ditch, but my brother and others began to run, and and Mr. Vandermeed then ran after them. Once the danger had passed, I kind of carefully made my way back home, wondering, wondering about the fate of my brother. It wasn't long, though, before I found out. Our doorbell rang. My mom opened the door and saw Mr. Vandermeed. I could see him too, holding my brother uh, by the back of his coat. My mother was quick and severe. Take your hands off my son. Mr. Vandermeed let go and, and seemed to shrink a little bit as he complained, but your, your boys hit my car with snowballs. My mother looked at my brother and me and asked, were you boys throwing snowballs at cars? We both looked back at mom and said, nope. And uh, she turned to Mr. Vandermeer and said, well, if my sons say they didn't throw snowballs at your car, then they didn't throw snowballs at your car. Mr. Vandermeer, then a shell of his former self, left without a further word. My mother, I remember, then embraced my brother, brought him inside, closed the door, looked at the two of us and said, if you ever throw snowballs at cars again. You see, it doesn't, doesn't matter the love or complication in a mother-child relationship. Don't get between a mom and her kids. 
A mom's love, a mother's love and devotion will win every single time. Moms, past and present, I want you to hear, you are awesome. So what scripture do we get to apply to this particular day? Do you, do you have any ideas? Have you been looking at your study guide that we handed out at the beginning of the program year at church? If you glance through, the text for this morning is David and Goliath. That's right, David and Goliath, a story about a guy named Jesse and a number of his sons lined up for battle with the Philistines. It is a quintessential Mother's Day text. Uh, you, you know the story. David's older brothers were set for battle. David's father, Jesse, sent David to check how the boys were doing and report back. When David reached the battlefield, the giant Goliath was taunting the entire Israelite army and challenging one of them to come out and fight in hand-to-hand combat. And the Israelites were scared, but we learned that David was not. He actually asks uh, the question, a question of the soldiers saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? As the story goes, word of David, the shepherd boy, and his desire to fight Goliath reached the Israelite King Saul, and King Saul called David before him. David told Saul that that he believed he could beat the giant, and Saul essentially said, no way. And then David responded, and this this is the first scripture I want to share with you this morning. David said, let no one's heart fail because of this giant. For your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Saul said to David, you're not able to go against this Philistine and fight against him, for you're just a boy and he's been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after it and struck it down, rescuing the lamb from its mouth. And if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw, strike it down and kill it. Your servant has killed both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, and listen to this faith, David said, the Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will save me from the hand of this Philistine. So Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. Now, you know how the story ends. David killed Goliath and the Israelites routed the Philistines. Happy Mother's Day. Moms, you're awesome. Now, I did. I started to think about any possible connection between David and Goliath and Mother's Day. And I I began to wonder where David got his strength. Where did he get his determination, his faith? There's no indication in the text that he received it from his brothers. In fact, his brothers chided him the moment he got to the battle line. We don't have any indication he received his faith from his father. So I began to wonder about David's mother. And I thought of my own mom slaying scary Mr. Vandermeer on a wintry night in Rochester. You see, moms can be giant killers, but David's mother's not mentioned in the story. So very typical of the Bible. Uh, But then it struck me, we don't know much of anything about David's mother, but but we know a heck of a lot about David's great-grandmother, right? I mean, one of the most heroic and inspiring figures in the Old Testament, you remember, It's David's great-grandmother, Ruth. Do you remember the story of Ruth? Uh, A Jewish woman named Naomi uh, left Judea with her husband and two sons during a famine, and and they fled to the neighboring country of Moab. Now, while in Moab, uh, Naomi's sons married two Moabite women. One of those women was named Ruth, and the other was Orpah. Now, in time, Naomi's husband and her two sons both died. All three of them died, and and Naomi was left with her two daughters-in-law. 
So what Naomi decided to do was return to the country of her people, uh, the country of Judah and Israel. She told her daughters-in-law to go and find new husbands among the men of their people, the Moabites. Uh, Orpah uh, complied, but Ruth did not. You may remember Ruth's famous and faithful reply to Naomi. This is our second text from the book of Ruth. Ruth says to Naomi, do not press me to leave you or turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There I will be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me and more as well if even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. I mean, I read that and I just think, what, what faithfulness, what determination, what love, right? You know, it, it would have been actually a fairly dangerous, or at least unpleasant for a Moabite woman like Ruth to try to live with Hebrew people, uh, the people of Judea. But we're told Ruth was undeterred. And, and Naomi uh, recognized Ruth's resolve and just stopped trying to dissuade her from venturing forward. Uh, if you think of it, not all that different from a king who tried to dissuade a shepherd boy from challenging a giant only to be silenced by the boy's faithfulness and determination. A faithfulness and determination that would continue in the family line until it was fastened, think about this, until it was fastened to the cross. Because remember, Ruth wasn't only David's relative. No, the, the family line traveled through Ruth, through David, and generations later to Jesus. You read this in uh, the uh, genealogy in the very beginning of the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus. Jesus was a descendant of Ruth and David. Jesus, a study, maybe the study in faithfulness, determination, and love. You know, when I ask people how they come, came to faith, I, you know, uh, when I ask them who it was that taught them about the Lord, who, who did they take their faith questions to when they were growing up, uh, the, the answer is rarely a pastor. Sometimes, actually, it's a church school teacher. Every once in a while, it'll be dad or grandpa. But I'll tell you, the most likely candidate for faith sharing or faith formation for a young person, it's mom or grandma. You know, Time and time again, those are the most frequent answers I get to my question. Mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers can inspire faith for generations. My dad was a really faithful guy. He actually went to seminary for a semester, but it was my mom, my mom who taught me the faith and encouraged faith within me. You know, mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, their love, their determination, their grit, that ability to stare down a giant challenge and overcome. I'll tell you, that legacy and love ripples and radiates across the ages to children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren yet unborn. That's real. That, that, that's awesome. Moms are awesome. But even more so, and here's the thing, our Lord is awesome. For God saw fit to allow divine, infinite, unquenchable, fiercely determined love to be transmitted, not from some distant, unreachable, unknowable realm. No, no, no. The love of God is shared and incarnated from mother to child, from father to child, from friend to friend, from person to person, from savior to sinner. That's awesome. Think about it. Love, the most powerful force in the universe, is shared in our commitment and devotion to others. Love takes human form in relationship. Love is expressed in the bonds between people. Love says for generations and generations, from mother to child, from great-grandmother to great-grandson, from savior to sinners, love says, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. 
Your people will be my people, your God, my God. Let those faithful, loving words sink into your soul just for a moment. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, your God, my God. Those are words of love, faithfulness, and determination. And they are awesome indeed. Let's pray together. Lord God, um, the mother-child relationship is special. can be difficult, can be challenging, but it is indeed special, a gift. We thank you for the mothers who birthed us into existence by your grace and goodness. We pray that uh, you would offer your blessing to those mothers past and present who nurture life and love and faithfulness and determination. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So church family, for the week that lies ahead of you, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with kindness and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Worship on the Go. To support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please consider making a contribution by clicking the Give button in the top right on our website, www.godsacre.org, or within today's email. God bless you and have a wonderful week.